So I've been conducting a bit of an experiment here as I make my transition out of uh, management for a trucking company into, um, well, I'm going to be driving a school bus, as you know, but also was uh, trying the uh, local food delivery thing. Um, and I'm not going to name which one that I was with. It's one. It's a big one, one of the main three or four. Uh, if I said the name, you would immediately recognize it. But I'm not trying to cast anything negative on them. But I did want to give you my experience after a couple of days and let you know um, what's going on with what is supposed to be a lucrative gig. But I'm finding it to be something else. This one could actually be educational. I'll be right back. So the concept's pretty simple, right? You download an app. They tell you that they need help where you are. You pass some background check to make sure you're not a serial killer that you actually have a driver's license and insurance. And then you log on, you sit, and they begin sending you orders. You go pick up at a restaurant, and then you go and you deliver it to someone's house. And you do that enough, and you make money. It's a pretty sweet gig. And, you know, I'm not going to lie, I actually enjoyed the delivery part of it. You know, I was a FedEx guy for about 14 years. I I grew up making deliveries. My first real job was actually delivering office supplies for Harrison's Office Supplies way back around 1982. So I've been in the delivery business for most of my life. And, uh, you know, going and picking up something and taking it and delivering it, well, that was pretty simple. And I actually enjoyed uh, the challenge of, you know, outthinking the routing guide, you know, the little uh, algorithm telling you which way to go, knowing the roads better than it did in places and figuring out, you know, how to, to get there. And But there were some pretty serious frustrations with the whole process. And the the first big one is just the money. So I've done it for I actually did it for three days. I did it one day last week, and I didn't really keep any data. I just went to see how it worked to kind of figure out what it was and uh, made like 40 bucks in about four hours. So that was, you know, roughly $10 an hour. Um, but over the last couple of days, I actually kept really good records because, you know, I wanted to know what I was making and what I was spending and, and that kind of thing. And so here is the breakdown. And again, the way that you get paid, uh, there's a base fare for the delivery. That's a per mile from the restaurant to the delivery. And then there is sometimes there's a, a little bonus money thrown in there. But but for a delivery of, of eight or nine miles, you're looking at, you know, $3 and $4 maybe. And then there's the tip, and you really make most of your money on the tips. Uh, if people give you a nice tip, then you do okay. If they don't give you any tip, like the two kids who were smoking grass in their bedroom when I delivered their burrito to them today, um, then you 
don't get anything except for the base fare, which again was, I think, $3.65 for that delivery where I drove clear across Powder Springs uh, from Hiram to deliver a burrito. I'm going to tell more stories in the second half. Uh, but here, I just want to break down what I actually made over the last two days, just so you kind of have a, an idea. So on Monday, on Monday, I drove a total of 168 miles, and I drove for 9.7 hours. Uh, now, that's from driveway to driver. That's from me leaving my house, driving over to what I thought would be a good location, and then following the algorithm. Because basically what happens is you go pick up at a restaurant, you go and you deliver, and then the algorithm then tells you, gives you another opportunity to go pick up. And you go pick that up, and then you go deliver it. And my goal on Monday was to just keep moving. Uh, I didn't care where I went. I just wanted to keep moving. And so by doing that, I managed to make $109.74. So that was my total revenue for Monday. So when you break that down by the mile, I made 65 cents a mile. And if you break it down by the hour, I made $11.31 per hour on Monday. I can make that work and get Wendy's and not put miles on my car. $11.31 an hour. That was day one. So today, today I had a little bit different strategy. Today, I didn't want to, A, go all over the world because on Monday, I, I actually finished up uh, a long way from my house. So I had a 45-minute drive from my last delivery to the house in the rain. I didn't get home to about 6.15 Monday night. Um, and so that was kind of brutal. Uh, so today, my, my goal was to not let the delivery algorithm take me too far away. Uh, in fact, I turned down uh, one delivery that was going to really run me over to the other side of the world. And then, because you pick up from there, and then you, you're in the other side of the world. Um, you know, you're, you're 45 miles from your house, and you're making deliveries in unknown territory. I really wanted to stay in the area that I really have good route knowledge, because I, I have good route knowledge. Um, and so today, the it would roll me out and then I would drive back to my starting point and then pick up another delivery and go. So I drove 128 miles today in 6.75 hours. And my total revenue was $66.50. So today, staying closer to home, I only made 52 cents a mile and I made $10.15 per hour. So that $10 an hour is about right. Uh, the nice part was is that when I shut down today, I was five miles from my house and I just came in and I could have gone longer. I could have, you know, worked the algorithm some more. I, I, I shut down uh, right at three o'clock this afternoon because I just kind of had it um, because I have a lot of things I need to do and sitting in your car bored waiting on the little thing to chime to send you to make a pickup. Uh, just seemed kind of ridiculous after a while. So my two-day numbers. Uh, in two days, I drove 296 miles. I drove 16 and a half hours. I made $176.24. That's 60 cents a mile and averaged $10.71 per hour. 
And again, this is one of the major ones. This is not some fly-by-night thing. This is what you actually make. But that's just straight revenue. That's just straight numbers. That's not what it cost. That's not including the $40 worth of gas that I put into the car to be able to run those miles. And then if you take the, the, the average rate, right, the mileage rate that you can take off of your taxes, it, it's, it's 58 and a half cents per mile. That's what the IRS says your car is worth. When you're driving, it costs you 58 and a half cents per mile to operate your car. You can write that off on your taxes. So at 296 miles, uh, my total cost by the revenue was $173.16, which means when you take the operating cost, the mileage rate out of the total, uh, that's not including fuel. The fuel is tied into that $0.58 cents per mile, right? But my net revenue for two days after you take what I can count as cost out of it was $3.08. I made $3.08 in two days. And that's working over eight hours a day, 16.45 hours. So I'm kind of pulling the plug on this experiment. Um, it's, you know, again, if I get bored stupid and I just want to go and, you know, have some interesting encounters, then, um, I'm still on the app. I'm sure they'll bug me and beg me to come back. I'm 18 points away from going gold, whatever the heck that means. Um, I can say that it is a bit addictive, but when you just break down the numbers, uh, the miles that I'm putting on my car, you know, one major repair would wipe out anything that you made. And I honestly don't think I can live on, uh, you know, $66 and 50 cents a day. That's, that's cutting it close. So Jamie and I are recalculating our, uh, our plans. Again, I start training for the school bus next week. So that's cool. And that will be a little steadier income. You know, we've got some ideas in the works, uh, moving forward. So, um, the delivery gig, well, maybe you would have better luck with it, but I'm in a metro Atlanta area. It's not like I'm in, you know, out in Podunk somewhere. And I can just tell you that it's a lot of miles. It's a lot of time. And the money that you make for me um, was just barely enough. And yeah, I think the experiment is probably coming to a close. So that's just the raw breakdown of, of what I made and what I've done. Give me a minute to catch my breath and I'll come back and I'll tell you, I'll tell you some of the crazy things that happened in the last couple of days, because eh, that's more entertaining than the numbers, but I thought you might be interested in those numbers. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. There is a different way to live. There's a way to live an intentional life, a life of service to others, a life defined by love, 
not success. There is a way to live a life that focuses on the kingdom of God, that holds fast to eternal values, not worldly ones. I have heard the call, and I have decided to follow Jesus into this different life. My name is Mark Owens, the Eclectic Monk, and I want to invite you to join me on this journey of faith. Traveling well with the Eclectic Monk, a video adventure starting soon. Won't you join me? So, like I said, the algorithm chimes, gives you kind of a sketchy little uh, outline of what the run is. It's really hard to to figure out where you're going. You kind of know where you're picking up. Um, Where you're going is a little bit hard to figure out, especially if you're driving and you only have like, you know, 45 seconds to accept the trip. If If you let it pass, it goes away. And of course, if you're trying to stay busy and you're driving and something bubbles up and it offers you a pickup, then you just kind of reach down and tap your phone and, you know, next stoplight, you figure out where you're going. And, uh, cause I'm trying not to be distracted by my phone while I'm driving in traffic. Although the app is set up to be distractive because it doesn't, you know, shut down and you kind of have to look at it when you're driving because you don't know where to go pick up anyway. Um, so one of the things that I found really fascinating with the whole thing was just how far some of these things were, I mean, how long the delivery was. So Monday morning, I get a pickup, uh, from a Starbucks down in Marietta. Of course I knew right where the Starbucks was, no big deal. I went down there and picked it up and then you, so you make the pickup, you're, you're carry your phone in. You show them, you know, the name and the little number and they say, oh, here it is. And they hand it to you and they're very nice. And that Starbucks was very organized. It was ready when I got there. It was a cup of coffee. Yes, it's a cup of coffee from Starbucks that I was going to deliver. I mean, it was like, you know, mocha, caramel, macchiato, vinte, blah, 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 whatever. Anyway, it was a fancy cup of coffee. And uh, so I walk out and then I, you, you pick it up and then it says, you know, start delivery. So you slide the little bar and you start the delivery and it comes up and it tells me it's going to Wendy Bagwell Parkway in Hiram. And I guess the Starbucks in Hiram closed. So maybe that is the closest Starbucks to Hiram. It's 10 miles, 10 miles away from you know, where I picked up to where I delivered. And, you know, I just was kind of a little off put by that. And so anyway, I'm, Emily wants her coffee. So I'm taking off, I'm heading to go take Emily her coffee and, um, driving and driving and driving going, this is a really long way to deliver a cup of coffee. But I finally get there and it's, it's going to this office park, right? So you have an address, you know, whatever, Wendy Bagwell Parkway, and you pull in and there's like five buildings in there and there's nothing 
in the delivery information that tells me which building I'm at. So I'm I'm kind of driving around. Finally, I see this girl standing on a staircase in one of the buildings, and I pulled over and said, are you Emily? And she said, yes. And I said, oh, here's your coffee. Have a nice day. Sorry, I couldn't find you. It, the suite number wasn't on the app. That would have been an important little piece of information. And, and I had that a couple of times where the uh, number just wasn't there or the number was wrong. Um, I had one order that was, uh, it was 300 something drive. Well, I get on something, you know, I can't remember the name of it. Anyways, I'm driving along and there is no 300, but there was a 300 whatever court. And of course that's where it belonged. So either the people who ordered it don't know where they live or the algorithm just kicked in the wrong name. I don't know how that's my problem, but it is when you're trying to find something. Anyway, I got that one delivered. But I just thought that was really, you know, something that, that I'm driving 10 miles one way to deliver a cup of coffee from Marietta all the way back up to Hiram. So um, that was odd. And it wasn't long after that that I got uh, one that chimed in a pickup for uh, a wings place in downtown Powder Springs. Again, now, this is areas that I, I grew up in Powder Springs. I, I know where I'm at. And as soon as I saw it, I said, okay, I, I, I know where that's at. And I went down. And uh, and this was kind of a common thing. It's probably 50-50. Uh, either you would walk into a place and it's ready, you know, I you know, because it would chime to me and I would head that way, you know, not like I was wasting time. And I'm a really good delivery driver. I'm 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 good at it. Uh, so I would head up and get there, uh, and and about half the time you'd walk in the door, it was ready to go. Yes, thank you. You're in. You're out. You're on your way to go make the delivery. Or you would get to the wing place, and I would walk through the door, and the lady said, "Oh, it'll be ready in a minute. Have a seat." Anytime somebody tells you to have a seat in a restaurant that's empty at lunchtime, is probably uh, code for. Yeah, we haven't really got started yet, but we'll get it to you in a minute. And so, you know, I'm sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting. Lady mops under my feet and I'm waiting and she disappears into the back. And she comes back in. Two more minutes. Two more minutes. Okay, great. Great. You know, I've already been here for 10 minutes waiting on this food. Uh and the real bad thing was this was a double run, right? So every now and then, uh, if you've got two pickups that are kind of close together and going kind of into the same area, it'll say, you know, you make a second pickup. Well, this was actually a second pickup. So I've got food getting cold in the car while I'm waiting for Rita here to uh, get the wings done or whatever they were doing. I don't know. Anyway, finally, finally, that food is ready and I get it. And, and then I punch the thing and... I am going from Powder Springs, I'm going 14 miles one way, all the way to the other side of, of Dallas, kind of, I mean, and, and if you don't live here, that means nothing to you, but it's 14 miles one way. I am sure there was some place to get wings a lot closer than that. But I take off driving and, and you know, I was look at the map and I know where I'm going. I said, well, I know where that's at. And so I drive and drive and drive and drive and drive and finally get over there. And then the crazy thing happened is I pulled up and, and here's how the delivery works. 
about 90% of them say leave at door. Don't knock, don't ring, just leave it at the door. People just want you to leave it at the door. And they're, what they're doing is they're watching their phone so they can see where I'm at. Because they know I've got their food. It's picked up, it's on the way. They're watching the app to know when I get there. And, uh, and so what you do is you take the food and you leave it at their door. And you take a picture of it. And that uploads, and then you put a little comment, you know, left at the door, you know, always said thanks, and, you know, then you go and you leave. And uh, as I'm walking away, the phone says, you're at the wrong place. Well, I wasn't at the wrong place. I, I know I was at the right place, and uh, actually that guy gave me like a $6 tip, so I'm sure I was at the right place. And then you just have to override it, it's not a big deal, but I was. that was the first time that happened to me, where the phone... Um, that the algorithm thought I had made a mistake when I, I didn't make a mistake. And I began to worry at this point, how accurate is the information that I'm getting from these things? Anyway, at least that guy did give me a nice tip. I made $14 and 39 cents on that 14.2 mile delivery. Cause remember, you're not getting paid. If you're empty, you only get paid for the miles you had the food in the car. And so that was, uh, you know, I made a dollar a mile on that one. But then I had to turn around from middle of residential land and make my way back toward where the restaurants are, because that's where you're picking up from. Uh, so I took off and did that. As the day progressed on Monday, I ended up down in Smyrna, Georgia, which is a good long ways away. But again, I'm just trying to keep moving. And and uh, so I got down to Smyrna and one of my favorite ones, I went down to Spring Road which is down, really getting close to Atlanta. You're right there where 285, uh, which is the big um, perimeter interstate that runs around the city of Atlanta, uh, intersects with US 41. It's a very, very congested area. And so I get down and some guy has ordered Indian food. Um, and so I go and I pick up the Indian food and it smells great. And the lady was very nice and the food was actually ready. And so that was cool. Uh, but it took 20 minutes to drive four miles because of the traffic. I mean, the traffic was miserable by this time in the afternoon, by about 3.30 in the afternoon. And uh, so I, I drive the four miles. I get the guy's food delivered. And I made $3.80 on that because he stiffed me. No tip. No tip. For 20 minutes of sitting in traffic to go four miles to deliver his Indian food. And those are the things that chip away at your, at your profitability, man. If they don't tip you, um, the base fare is just, it doesn't pay at all. Anyway, closing my day out, uh, yesterday, uh, it, it, you know, it decides to pour down rain. It's pouring down rain in Atlanta. And I get out of Smyrna and make my way back up toward Marietta. I'm just trying to work my way toward home, right? And so the orders were coming in. I'm moving in the right direction. And then I get two of them that drop in, uh, picking up in Marietta, going to Kennesaw, Georgia, which, again, is out of the way. But it's, you know, I'm like, I was so close to making $100 at that point. I just wanted to, I wanted to make $100. I wanted to show I could do it. And uh, so... I picked up that the Sunny's Barbecue, there has to be 14 barbecue places between the Sunny's Barbecue and the apartment complex where I delivered that uh, in the cloud of weed. Um, I, 
by the way, I, I have not smelled as much marijuana in years as I did yesterday uh, as I was delivering uh, to a lot of apartment complexes and neighborhoods. Uh, it was just crazy. People just, I guess, you know, stand outside and smoke weed. I guess it's the thing to do now. Uh, anyway, I, I was, uh, that had pickup at the church's fried chicken. Now churches, if you don't live around here, if you live on the other side of the world, it's just kind of like a Kentucky fried chicken, right? It's a chain chicken store. There's nothing special about churches, fried chicken. It's just fried chicken. And I get an order to pick up um, some biscuits, fried okra, and macaroni and cheese at the church's fried chicken. They didn't even order any chicken from the chicken place. It was biscuits, fried okra, and mashed potatoes. I mean, I mean macaroni and cheese. The mashed potatoes come in later. So I get there to pick up. And I walk in and the girl says, oh, we're out of fried okra. We don't have any. And, you know, I was like, well, suddenly that's my problem because I'm the Uber. Oops, sorry. I'm the delivery person uh, representative. Pretend you didn't hear that. Um, And so I, um, I, text, I could contact the, the person, right? So I text the, the buyer, the consignee, as it were, said they're out of fried okra. And she was like, oh, well, just, you know, I'll just take a refund on that. And I said, well, she just wants a refund. We can't do that. She'll have to do that through the app. And I'm like, okay, well, they say they can't do that, you know, but they can replace it. Would you like mashed potatoes or something? She said, yes, mashed potatoes. So I'm sitting there and I swear I watched this girl pull out a bag of uh, freeze-dried potatoes, put it into a thing, pour hot water out of a tap into it, mix it up, and put it into a container to add to the biscuits and the macaroni and cheese that was already in a container underneath the heat lamp, and put it in a bag, and I took off and headed the uh, 13 and a half miles from Marietta. And by this time it's, it's, it's after four 30. So I'm, I'm in rush hour traffic going North. If you've ever been to Atlanta, you're going North out of Atlanta at rush hour is miserable. And the thing routes me up, uh, the interstate and uh, it's bumper to bumper. And I finally get up pouring down rain. So I get to this apartment complex and so I pull up and there's, you know, you pull up the, the information and it says, you know, the code is hashtag 578. Well, I'm no rocket scientist, but I can push in hashtag 578. I pushed it in and the gate won't open. It comes back and their voice says the caller that you have reached is not set up or whatever. I push it again. I tried just 578 without the hashtag. I tried 578 with the hashtag on the end. I tried everything. Wouldn't open. I text her. I said, the gate won't open. And she goes, use hashtag 578. Well, at that point, I realized that the gate for people coming out had stuck open. So I just flipped in and got through there. And, but again, I get into the apartment complex and the 
building, the address is not the building number. So I have to text her back again. What is your apartment number? Because it was wrong on the app. And finally, I get to the right apartment number, walk in. And then, this was the first time this had happened. Uh, She didn't want me to leave it at the door, like most everybody did. Uh, But I had to knock on the door. And then I had to get a PIN, uh, PIN number, to complete the delivery, which I did. uh, With the smell of weed flying out of the apartment, just like, oh, my goodness. Enjoy your mashed potatoes and... uh, your biscuits because it looks just terrible to me. But anyway, a real thing. Uh, and then, then today, kind of the, the craziest one I had today was um, I'm, I get a pickup at a Chick-fil-A for a milkshake. One milkshake. That was the order. And as I'm heading down there, I get a text from the, uh, the buyer Oh, I put the wrong address in. Can you deliver it where where I'm at? And I start thinking, well, what kind of scam is this? Because I'm, you know, the whole thing is based on mileage. Uh, but, you know, I said, I said, you probably should just reorder it. And they came back and said, well, how do you do that? And I said, I don't know. It's day two for me. I don't have a clue how to do that. Here, here's what I'll do. I'll just get it to you. Because he, he texted me where he was at. And I, you know, wasn't a big deal. I said, I'll bring it to you. Um, he said, thank you, thank you, thank you. So he was actually at a driving school in Dallas. And so I, again, I'm in Powder, um, in Marietta, really, you know, between Powder Springs and Marietta. And I drive probably 15 miles one way to deliver a milkshake. Turns out it's a kid in a driving class. <laughs> and uh, I did get a $2 tip out of that one. Um but at that point, I'm I'm in my backyard, and I, that it was at that point I decided I am not driving all over the planet today. I'm going to stick closer to home, and uh, yeah, that's that was kind of my experience. You know, uh, I had some very nice people uh, on the pickup side of it. Some of them are very professional. I had some very rude people. People who work at McDonald's don't care. Every McDonald's pickup I made was uh, was a real hassle. Uh, but the people that Chipotle were great. Uh, the Starbucks pickups were, were fine. The Dunkin' Donuts pickups, they were a little bit slow. Um, so, you know, it just kind of was hit and miss, uh, down some of the ethnic restaurants were fantastic. And some of the other ones were just, uh, not ready at all. Uh, the church's fried chicken is still takes the cake watching her pour hot tap water into fro uh, flakes to make mashed potatoes to send to this poor woman. I hope she was too stoned to care. Anyway, that is my experience with driving the deliveries. And I know this has kind of gone long, but boy, it's hard to break that one down anything less. So I hope you learned something from all this. I certainly have. And until we meet again, remember life is an adventure. Don't be afraid to step out there and travel well. Enjoy the journey. And at the end of the day, no matter how crazy it is, never forget that you're loved. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. So I really do appreciate you listening to the podcast. And 
if you're enjoying it, I'd wish you'd do me a favor if you would just like this, subscribe. If you can rate it, give me that five-star rating. That would certainly help. And be sure to share it with your friends. And go check out my website, theeclecticmonk.com. And check out the new Eclectic Monk Shop tab. You can go on, you can get t-shirts, pillows, mugs, beer mugs, coffee mugs, all kind of stuff with a logo on there. Go buy some stuff. That'll really help me out as we continue on this adventure. Anyway, thanks again for listening. All nine of you are my deepest inspiration. You don't want to miss that one of nine t-shirt that is now available. Go to the website. Thanks. Bye.